0: You understand that? Yes, sir. What? Fuck you! Yeah. All right, thank you for joining the ESPC podcast where the purpose of the podcast is to make me money, right? And one of the tenets of the podcast is to always be honest because we're not like uh, other uh, broadcast outlets where people are disingenuous right disingenuous like the commissioners of the sec the commissioners of the big 12 tell us it's not about greed and the money it's about student athlete when we know it is so it's like the true racing horse horse racing true crime podcast we have there all the trainers and all the owners say hey oh, we love the horses Unfortunately, a thousand horses have been killed by them. So, along those lines, keeping it real in the COVID 19 world, as inflation will go up, as the economy will probably be facing a downturn uh, at some point, Uh, the streak we've been on cannot go on forever. So, you got to make money while you're watching sports, the highest and best use of your time right so every single business meeting every podcast is a business meeting and you have to have a purpose and an outcome we talked about what are the purposes it's for us for we to make money because sports betting is only one of the only forms of gambling out there where i hate to say gambling because really the way you pick a game is the same way you pick uh, stock, an investment. You use fundamental analysis that we'll have in the episode notes. And you use a process for decision science, statistics, and probability theory to eliminate variables and come up with an answer. And the goal is always to be between 70 and 80%. Major outlets to say, oh, well, something's 55%. That's why, uh, that, the reason why is because. They are structured to go through the casino. They want to make the casino money. So, the purpose is to get between 70 and 80%, which is the highest you can get within probability theory, right? And the third purpose is to give you financial, uh, mental health first aid kits. We've been fortunate. I have two MBAs, I have clients that are over. Uh, fifty million dollars, right? And I want to get to start a hedge fund, right? And you only do that by learning how to invest, how to make good decisions, right? I'm hitting close to fifty. I live in Southern California, which is very expensive, and I live well, and that's by making good decisions. But the difference between me and other guys that are doing well is that I am willing to. Sure. So we're going that's the purpose, right? So what's been the outcome? The outcome is that and you can listen to the past podcast, we have been able to be at 65%, 64% NFL, uh, 70 to 80 percent college football, and in the bowl seasons we get up until 70 percent. Truth be told, we're around sixty-eight percent college football. Last two years, you can listen to it, and the old podcasts are even better than the current podcast because you're not focused on the outcome. You're you're noticing the whys. We give you the whys, and this is like a, a stock offer, a non-Chinese stock offer in the New York Stock Exchange or NASA. Unlike the Chinese, we're giving you true. Numbers and we're focusing on profit. 52.5% is break even, right? And we want to hit 65, to 80%. That, that's what we want to get to. And that's what we've provided. So those are the outcomes. ROI is 500%, meaning you get five times more money than what you put in, following, following the maximum of finance, right? So, we're going to do the AAC. Uh, finally, uh, after a couple of weeks, I was going to do the AAC a couple of weeks ago, but something was missing. And lo and behold, Texas and Oklahoma are now moving to the Big 12, which is crazy. But uh, I was, from the beginning, was going to put the AAC and the Big 12 together. AAC is a better football league than the Big Twelve. They're in bigger, better markets. They got better. The coaching is equal distance, but so or equal. The coaching is equal between the uh, AAC and the Big Twelve. So we can go AAC, and we're going to do the Big Twelve and the ACC tomorrow. All right. And we're going to have help tomorrow Chad Nolan, whose brother starting for Oregon State. It's going to give us a lot of insight on those two leagues as we go together. Now, one thing before we start the AAC is that you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day, teach him how to fish. You feed him for a lifetime. So we're going to just give you the kitchen sick, everything we know about betting. In the episode notes, you're going to have a link to the top ten rules of betting. So you can use your own system, combine it with us, make a lot of money, tell us where we're wrong, And throughout the two years, one of the great benefits of the podcast has been the collaboration, the picks we get from people, which has been 100%. Awesome. All right? So this is different than a preview. We're not telling you who's going to win a bunch of games, who might go to a bowl game, who's not because we're going to view that after uh, fall practice. People get hurt in fall practice. Uh, Things emerge. Things will up in fall practice. They might not have factored in. But at this point, we can give you information. Sometimes even picks appear themselves. So you can make money. Now, you have to do your research, right? Number one rule of betting is never bet your own team. Number two rule of betting. Always do your research. Do not ever bet blindly. So, first weekend of college football, getting eight out of ten, nine out of 10. You can't do that without doing your research. So, without further ado, let's start with the AAC. And uh, always use Phil Steele. And in the AAC, he starts with uh, one of my favorite teams in the AAC, which is your Cincinnati Bearcats. Now, full disclosure, I graduated from the University of South Florida, so I cannot bet South Florida games. I'm, a, I'm an alumni association head for Southern California. Yourself, And We have uh, like 5,000 alumni in Southern California. They're all great people. They all make a lot of money, uh, but I can't bet on them, so you got to look at your biases, right? You got to examine your thinking about sports betting. Sports betting is a great tool for business and analyzing your thinking and you making sure you're not overestimating yourself or the bet you made. All right, so A, it starts with Coach Finkel, which coaching and administration is big important in fundamental analysis and finance, Right. Uh, One of the key metrics is management in the corporate board. So here, the CEO is uh, Luke Trinkle, right? Luke Trinkle. Look him up online. uh, Look him up on YouTube. When he was a skinny kid in high school, and he was getting beat, and suddenly he gets a rage, and he wins the wrestling championship. He's brought it to his coaching life. Won a national championship with Irvin Meyer, who's making ten million dollars. With your Jacksonville Jaguars. Always has a solid team. So football, college football is broken down to two categories, right? You have your Blue Bubs, which your Blue Bubs is going to be Texas, now Oklahoma, Alabama, LSU. Those guys get great athletes, right? That that they can make plays and win games without – the focus of working out hard, and developing, right? Uh, Developing their bodies. Now, Alabama has not only been a blue getting these guys that, uh, if possible, some guys make the pros without developing their bodies from the point they are, but Alabama develops them anyways, right? So, you have the blue and then you have... Teams that are great and coaches who are great at developing players. So that's why it's so important. The background Luke Finkel has of developing himself, developing his body as a skinny wrestler, and able to uh, win, right, the state wrestling uh, title in Ohio, which is a big wrestling state. Uh, So it's important to us depending on the games. Is that he's great at developing players. To that end, you always start by looking at how many guys the team has returning on the offensive line, and this year's different, right? Uh, I had to check myself during the NBA because during the NBA season, during the playoffs, I in the beginning did not factor. Uh, physicality, didn't affect how tired people are, and, and the incentives versus the gutting things out and getting in shape. Once I did factor in, once I figured figure out, okay, team A blows out, team B, they have two days rest, playing on the road, and then coming back on a back-to-back, right? Who? Which team is in better shape? So you evaluate that. Which team is deeper? Whatever team you're watching is deeper and in better shape. In that scenario, in the NBA playoffs, you bet in game three, regardless of where they're at, the team who has more depth, the team that's playing nine guys versus seven. And I started almost 20%, which I never do, and ended up 75%. Remember, 52% is break-even. So they finished up the NBA playoffs, the finals, at 75% clip. That's the starting at 20%. What does that mean? 52.5% is break-even. And I was uh, about 68% in the finals. So I made money on the NBA finals by reviewing my thinking and really factoring in who's in shape, who's not, who's deeper, who's not. College football uh, when you look at Cincinnati, they're a developmental team. So, developmental team versus blue chip. Uh, there are really no blue chip teams in the ASC, Other than maybe you can't finish University, which is our rivals, UCF. They, I would say they are on the way to they – can, they can be a blue chip team. I'm biased. I think your could be a blue chip team. Because hey, fourteen hundred Division One kids come out of State of Florida, and Florida State, Florida, and Miami can only pick twenty five at a time. Blue chip programs can only pick twenty five at a time. So a lot of really talented kids can stay home and play. Right, Uh, USF and UCF can live off and even win a national championship with the top five through 10 kid at each position, right? Uh, there's a lot of talent and then it's a lot of good competition in Florida. So UCF is the closest, now Ohio. It's one of the top five states in high school football. So after Ohio State, uh, Cincinnati has a lot of kids to pick from. And Finkel winning a national championship at Ohio State. That's a lot of great connections. So, being a developmental team uh, with 48 great starts on the offensive line, they had a great year last year, so we return to the mean. That means that uh, Cincinnati's not going to cover on average this year. They're going to have inflated lines, right? And a lot of their games will go under, right? Because they have a very young offensive line. They left out that their premier quarterback is coming back, but um, he can't do anything if he's on his back, right? The old adage, if uh, your quarterback is on his back, right? So, there's so much you can do. Uh, they have seven returners on offense and seven on defense. So, Most years it would be okay, but this year with COVID-19 giving people an extra year uh, to play, last year didn't count, next year to develop their bodies. Uh, A lot of teams I've been seeing have eight, have 10 and and 9, 11 and 10 uh, kids returning. So they're kind of a little bit of a disadvantage for that. However, when they look at their corporate structure, their assistants, they, um, he has a great tree to look at, and he has a great uh, background, right? He has a great background. He's in the uh, Urban Meyer football coaching tree. That means that they have a lot of great contacts. They have a lot of great business network, and to that end, uh, the son of uh, national championship winning coach Tressel, his son, uh, this is kid's name Mike Tressel, is a new defensive coordinator, right? Who spent fourteen years under Dantonio, and you know that defense. This is the Mark D'Antonio, uh, coach for Nick Saban, right? So it's another Nick Saban. Uh, uh, that's football podcast we did was the, the NFL draft. And in the NFL draft, we noticed a lot of guys that were under that D'Antonio, Nick Saban, and Bill Belichick. Did I call him Nick Satan and Bill Belichick? So, Look for Cincinnati not to be as good as they were last year and not to cover the spread for a lot of these games to go under. And that's how we make that money doing our research. All right. This is a key factors for the team. Next team we'll look at is You Can't Finish University, which is USF. USF. Uh, Returns nine on defense, eight on offense. They have, uh, let's look here, 99 career starts on the offensive line. The new coach is the guy that has to prove a lot. He's a guy, he's a good Christian guy, stays at home. Those guys do a lot of research. He has a lot to prove this year, and I think he will. Again, we talked about the talent level in the state of Florida. uh, With 1,200 legit division kids coming out, so they can live first the uh, one through five each position will go to Florida state, Miami, Florida, uh, four and five will go to a blue chip Oklahoma, uh Alabama, then six through ten that's where your UCF and UCS have a fighting chance right uh, they have the triggerman and Gabriel. they're gonna have speed everywhere because of what I just advised you. And they're coming off a 6-4 year. Gus Malzant, coach at Auburn, who won a national championship as the offensive coordinator at Auburn during the uh, Cam Newton days, and then got to a national championship uh, with Nick Marshall, who was a runner and a thrower, not a passer. He's throwing throw it at you. Right? So Look for UCF. You got Boise State on a Thursday night. It's going to be a very interesting game. Bethune, Cookman, U- and Louisville. Uh, look for them to cover against Louisville at Louisville on a Friday night. And look for them to have – a lot of these games now are going to go under for you can't finish university because Gus Monson is a run first. I want to wear you down type guy, even though he can do the spread. However, these lines are going to be way, way, way inflated. So, on average, uh, Gus saw is going to go under for you. And uh, returning 8 on offense, 9 on defense, they're going to have a lot more depth than they had last year. Uh, and look for them to go over their win total. As Look for them to... Uh, be able to beat Boise State Zincuvent, and Louisville. And they only have probably one loss in the AAC, and hopefully that loss is to the USF Bulls. Now, I don't bet uh, UCF games, because UCF games, I hate them so much, uh, being uh, the rival of USF that the arrival of the assassin that I overestimate their opponents. Right? So I look at them pragmatically, but stay away from them. and study them because you always have to know your enemy. Right? So from there we go to the Houston Cougars. They return nine on defense and nine on offense. So These numbers are a lot higher returning uh, starters in previous years because COVID-19, you can come back to that fifth or sixth year. Your coach is a guy who likes to throw it everywhere, score a lot of points. AAC has a lot of benefactors, has a lot of rich billionaires that fund the football program. Here is the Fertitta family. He's doing the Palms. They own the Houston Rockets. And they're from the program. They run the program. And they're paying $4 million a year for Coach Dana Holgerson. They return 103 career starts on the offensive line. He runs his team to death. What does that mean? That means they're going to cover against Texas Tech, Rice, Grambling, right? And won't cover late because his team is going to be worn down. He's uh, got to recruit well. The running backs and the quarterbacks are going to be good. You always got to look at the corporate governance. His defensive coordinator is uh, Doug Belt. Uh, it's going to be his third year. Uh, he he does a good job. He's been with him forever. Dana Holgerson used to make a lot of money over there uh, with West Virginia, the West Virginia Mo- Mountaineers. So, bottom line on them we got 103 career starts in that office line. Uh, Dana Holgerson is a good judge of talent. Again, all these are developmental programs. There aren't any blue trip programs. You can't finish your university at this point. It's the closest to a blue chip there. Look for Holgerson to cover early, but not cover late. And look for a lot of those late games in the year to go over. Because at this point, he's going fast trying to work out the other team getting in shootouts. And that's what coaches do. They determine whether they want to grind it out, beat the other team up, or win in a shootout. Uh, At the end of the season, Coach Holgerson is going to win these games in a shootout. All right? Then we'll go to your SMU Mustangs. This is an over-team through and through, but not this year. This year, they have Jim Levitt. Jim Leavitt is a defensive guru. I know him from the years he used to coach the USF Bulls. He is a brilliant defensive line. He's going to keep these SMU games, especially early, under the total because they... Uh, scored so many points in the past and all those games went over, Vegas is going to overcompensate. So you're going to make a lot of money picking the unders for SMU. Now, they return 141 career starts on that offensive line. So coaches, especially like our guy, Sonny Dykes, likes to control the game with that offensive line and give the defense a rest. When you protect the defense, instead of trying to score fast, you want to score by grinding and beating up the other team and letting your defense rest and let Jimmy Levitt do their thing. So they return nine on defense, nine on offense, again, a developmental program, and they have 141 career starts back on that offensive line. That's huge. We're talking about a team like this. And you're going to have a new trigger man this year. But uh, Dwight Dykes knows offense and knows how to communicate. Uh, They're very complicated offense. He makes it simple. Intelligent people make something difficult easy. Dumb people make something simple and make it hard. So that is your SMU Mustang. The under right on the totals, but actually season totals. Look for uh, SMU to beat that as well. And they're going to be a very interesting team. Uh, I don't really see them losing all year, really. Uh, so, wouldn't be shocked if they're uh, ten and two, nine and three. Then again, I have to check my mind, check my thinking. Because uh, Jim Levitt, pretty much the best coach USF had, has had. So I might overestimate what Jimmy Levitt can do on defense. But taking emotion out of it, I really like SMU this year as far as under the total, right? And over the season total. I look for them to cover a lot. They covered a lot. Teams with great offensive line teams with a lot of career starts coming back, like Louisiana. Uh, Louisiana University the Region Cajuns have covered like 18 out of the last 21 times because they had such a huge office in the last couple of years. And a lot of career starts coming back. So SMU is in that boat, that same boat. The Tulsa Golden Hurricanes, they're turning 10 back on offense, 8 back on defense, this is the best year they've had in a while. They have 120 career starts coming back. And last year, there were a team that, for the most part, used to go over all the time. But they had a couple games there, especially at the end, uh, where they beat Navy in 19 uh, Cincinnati was 24-27. Look for them to have that type of year again, where they're over, under... Those totals that you see something at 60, 61, pick the under with uh, Tulsa and Philip Montgomery. Philip Montgomery, who comes out of that um, Art Bryles, uh Baylor tree, but he isn't as crazy anymore on offense. He's trying to build up that defense. And when you see them at Oklahoma State, at Ohio State, don't uh, be surprised, especially Ohio State. Go ahead and pick Tulsa because they have ten guys coming back coming back on defense. So these are experienced guys with a lot of pride in Oklahoma State and Ohio State got bigger fish to fry later in the season. So what does that mean? That means that they feel they can beat Texas, uh, they can beat Tulsa, but playing basic football and keeping it in the back pocket, right? Uh, the best place for the fish that has to fry later in the season. Oklahoma State wants to beat Oklahoma, right? They don't care less about Tulsa, even though they might be in the same league sooner or later. Ohio State wants to beat Michigan. They want to beat Michigan State. They want to beat uh, the teams, the bigger, bigger, best teams in the Big Ten. They don't care about Tulsa. They have so much talent, they feel you can play basic football and beat Tulsa because they have they are a blue chip team against Elemental. So you see that big inflated line. Go ahead and pick your Tulsa uh, Tulsa Golden Hurricanes. The Memphis Tigers. Uh, this is Fred Smith, right? Fred Smith is the owner of FedEx. He is a benefactor of this program. Memphis. There's a lot of talent in that area, that Tennessee area, the southern area uh, down there. Uh, There's a lot of talent. Not all of them go to University of Tennessee other SEC teams. This uh, program has had a lot of success. Uh, their last coach, Norval, is the head coach at uh, Florida State, making $5 million a year off of the great season he had. Uh, since Fred Smith has a lot of money, can he can pay for, can pay for co- coaches. There's no coach in the AAC who makes less than a million dollars a year. Now, you have different types of coaches. You have guys who are great at exitos. Then you got guys who are great salesmen, great businessmen. They go to a kid's house. Next thing you know, he's with the mom, cooking dinner, then eating dinner at the table, having a great time. That kid's going to that university, right? Then you got Guys like Nick Saban or Nick Satan, as they call him about, who's both. He's a great salesman of the program, but he knows XSNOs better than most people. Ryan Silverfield at uh, Memphis is a salesman. He knows this football. He knows his XSNOs. not at the highest level, but he is on the highest level of sales. <laughs> so he gets those kids in there. Uh, he's a good judge of talent. And he's done a great job uh, getting great assistance, right? So he has Mike McIntyre, who was the head coach at Colorado. He did a great job, not necessarily recruiting, but in developing players at Colorado and really elevating that program that was down in the dumps. Now he's a defensive quarter at Memphis. So he got a great combination. You have uh, McIntyre, who's great at developing players, great at X, XNO. And, and Fred Smith. He doesn't know how long he'll live. So he's like Boone pickets at, at uh at Oklahoma State. He's 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 shedding, he's breaking the bank, and he's good assistance in there. So watch out for your Memphis Tigers. Uh, Memphis gets 104 career starts coming back on that offensive line. They're able to control the game. Uh, I really like their, their props. Like they can stay healthy, right? Uh, look for Memphis to hit those overs and cover games against Mississippi State, where there might be an underdog just because of the state. Mississippi State uh, is in the SEC. Who cares if Mississippi State is in the SEC? Does not matter to me. Uh, it seems like Memphis might have just as much talent as Mississippi State. Go ahead and, and cover that spread, right? So look for Memphis Tigers to cover a lot of these spreads, right? And for Mike McIntyre on defense to make you money because that's what we're here for—to make you money and make money off these teams doing our research. Hey, We're not rolling up to Vegas until September 10th. We're here on uh, August. August the 2nd, doing our research. So we bank and make that money to pay our bills, pay our rents, mortgages, car payments. That's what it's about. Now we're looking at the bottom half of the AAC. You got the East Carolina Pirates. They have 69, returning. Now, you got to look at roster management, right? I'll get these guys in the roster management. Uh, East Carolina has 10 coming back on offense, 10 coming back on defense. So, these numbers aren't the end-all Because if you have 10 people come back and they suck, right? It doesn't matter how much experience they have. We saw that with Vanderbilt. They return... 10 starters back on defense last year, they were a complete disaster. But, like I said, every single coach in the AFC makes a million or above, including the coach of East Carolina, which is Mike Houston. Uh, Great coach in the FCS. Used to be Division II level. He's great at developing players. But this program doesn't have a huge money benefactor, even though the alumni group does well over there in East Carolina. And it's just tough competition. It's a lot of tough competition in the AAC. In their area is not as fertile as Texas and Florida for recruiting the North Carolina area. So uh, they there were three and six last year. Look for them to have a similar type year, right? And if you haven't seen them play, don't bet their games, right? Uh, East Carolina, East Appalachian State first game of the season, probably will cover and then get destroyed by South Carolina. And then at Marshall, then then, uh, Charleston Sun, if you are going to bet their game, Go ahead and do your research. Read about it before you make a a choice. However, with only 69 guys coming back, I would say that Appalachian State and South Carolina will cover against them, but then they will lick their wounds, learn from their mistakes with this great coach, Mike Houston, and then go ahead and cover at Marshall. Right? So those are your East Carolina Pirates and how to make money betting on their games. The Tulane Green Wave. They have 114 career starts coming back. They have a great coach and belief, Fritz. 95% of people can't change. However, he changed his offense from the wishbone to a more conventional offense. And that shows a high level of intelligence. The guy's a winner. So look for him to cover games with large spreads. That includes November 6th at UCF, September 4th at Oklahoma. Uh, teams, they can run the football. He has, again, 114 career starts coming up on the offensive line. They can control the game. They can run clock and keep that game under. So look for September 4th, the Tulane Green Wave, to cover against the Oklahoma Sooners, right? And then for that game to be under, they return eight, 10 on offense, six on defense. So it's great at developing players again. So it's going to have a very strong, developed offensive line. It's going to control the game and cover big spreads against Oklahoma, at Mississippi, and at UCF, right? So those are three games I'm giving you at a high level so you can make a lot of money with two lane, Green Wave football. You go back to Navy, right? The Navy midshipmen. Now, Navy, now, football, recruiting goes in two-year cycles. Last year was a down cycle for Navy. They were three and seven, right? Well, it's going to be similar to 2018 where there were three and ten, Next year, they were 11, two, So this is going to be the big year for them. They return uh, only 19 on the offensive line, right? So that's going to be a problem. Uh, Ken Niamatolo is one of the greatest coaches in college football. He does a lot more. With less, he returns 10 on defense and 5 on offense. So he's going to have to lean on his defense more than offense. Um, for them, their big game, it's the last game of the season against the Army. Uh, it's also a big game against Air Force. Notre Dame. This is the three big games that regardless of what type of team they have, they usually will cover the spread, and since they, they are very limited for their offensive of line, don't look for the games to go over. They're going to control clock. Uh, they're going to run a lot of clock. That means that a lot of these games are going over, especially with a game like UCF, SMU, Memphis teams that score a lot. You're going to see a high total, and you see Navy hit the under on those games. So that's the best play with Navy this year, is hit those unders. And they might not win 10-1 games, but most likely they'll win six or seven games. That means that they'll that they, you got to look at them to cover high lines. Anything over seven, anything over 10, which are key numbers. Key numbers are 3, 7, 10, 14, 21 anything over those numbers that you notice, pick the Navy midshipmen in their up cycle of a two-year uh, cycle period. With caution, though, because those 19 starts in the offensive line is troublesome, right? Because it seems that depends, like every other team, but especially because they're in the wishbone, uh, they depend on the offensive line to control things. So do your reading, see how they play the first game against Marshall, how that offensive line looks, what the schemes are, and then move forward. But either way, it seems like the under is going to make you money with midshipmen's football. Now we go to the USF Bulls, uh, the university that I graduated from. They're really in a transition period. Uh He's trying to get Coach Scott, who's the offensive coordinator, who won several national championships at Clemson. is restocking the roster. We're going to have a new starting quarterback. The good news is we have 108 career starts coming back. We've got nine starters on offense and nine on defense coming back. Uh, I cannot bet my team, but if, if you're not alumni shouldn't bet the team and college football betters uh, really should look for USF on the second half of the season as these new players that have been restocked and on the roster kind of you kind of see who can play who cannot. an early season USF games is a gamble, not an investment. and we're here to invest and make money. But that's what I got with the USS Waltz. A lot of unknowns. You know, I would stay away, right, if I bet these games, which I don't. Then we have, last but not least, the Temple Owls. Temple Owls, which are eight on offense, six on defense. Developmental team, it seems like the roster uh, has not been managed well. It's a new coach, guy who had a lot of success He covered for me a lot and made me a lot of money in order to not know He's a great developmental coach. 87th career starts on that offensive line. So, really, you got to look at maybe that first game against Rutgers will be able to cover the spread. But, man, I would stay away. And the problem is six returning on defense, and the career starts on the offensive line. It's only eighty-seven. All right. Got through the first one. We'll heat up. We'll get through all of them. As we're getting you value information, you cannot get anywhere else to make that money watching college football. And remember, we always end with Winston Churchill. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC sports betting, and financial podcast.